So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season five, episode two of Love After Lockup. On this episode, Renika walks around in a bedsheet trying to find Asante. Andy and Brittany rush to get to her son's birthday. Melissa and Louie's mom try to survive each other. Sheree prepares her son for Aunt's release. And we meet Chelsea and Mikey again, who are both sadly grieving over the death of their moms. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Things are going okay. I feel like we are in a long stretch of no holidays right now. Uh, you you are. I was off today. Oh, you were? <laughs> yes. Oh, my god. Today is Yom Kippur. So, blessed, yeah. happy Yom Kippur to all those atoning today when we were recording. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. We have a long stretch. We have between Labor Day and... Veterans Day. Uh, no, I don't know what it is with, I don't know if it's Maryland schools or East Coast schools in general, but we just have a lot of random days off in September, October, November. And so then for us, it's February, March, April that is just like, no, no days off. There's no <sighs> days off in March. There's no days off in May, except for Memorial Day. And those are the days that, those are the times they get us. But we pay for it because we go late until June for all these random days off we have in October. Yeah, for no that's, reason. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Uh, speaking of taking off, let's <laughs> talk Renika and Asante. Jesus. So, yeah, I was going to say, so they actually did somewhat address it. It was like a blink and you'll miss it title card at the very beginning, um, basically just saying that Asante, these things were, these events were filmed before us and Asante's untimely death. Yes. They gave zero mm-hmm. backstory. It was just like, eh, here, he's not, he's no longer with us. Yeah. You, I mean, it's, it's, I, I assume they figure they put that up there and they'll be like, man, people will Google it. They'll figure it out. Well, that's what I was going to say. I wouldn't even say this was breaking news or anything like that. Like how I found out about it is I was looking up some some other Love After Lockup news. And then I saw uh, like just a snippet and it said like mm-hmm. uh, Love After Lockup stars, they're no longer with us. And I saw Asante's face and I was like, whoa, hold up. What? And that's right. how I found out. It wasn't even like a headliner situation. Yeah, that, it's it's weird. It must have been how you found out of all of the people who got rearrested that you were telling oh, me about yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it <laughs> was. Darkasm is great for love after lockup news. I'm telling you. Yeah, check out their website if you're into because that's how I found out about Sante. That's how I found out that all these random fools are back in prison. Like, and it was funny because Mr. O was not surprised by a single one of them. Yeah, it was like obviously, obviously. The, right. the one I was least surprised by when he would, was uh, Harry from Harry and Indy. I was like, that dude was like determined to go back to jail. Like as soon right. as he got back, as soon as he was out. Uh, <laughs> I think Ray Dean, I was a little surprised about just because she didn't seem like she was trying to live the lifestyle or anything like that. But at the same time, I know that she was in prison for addiction and right. You know, so that yeah, that's is always tough. a thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, but let's get back to Renika and Asante. So Renika wakes up. This is the morning after, you know, she's busted Asante out of prison. And by busted out, I mean, like, she had to actually pay to get him released. Mm-hmm. 
and she realizes that Asante is gone. She wraps her naked self in a bed sheet and just is wandering around the house, calling his name, and goes outside the house, calling his name. She tells us that they had sex for three or four hours, and she knows it was good because he was a moaning. He soon after texts her from his new phone, and she is calling and texting back, but with no response. She starts getting mad and then calls her sister to complain about the fact that she had to pay $3,000 for his bond. She then calls her friend Ray, who's taking care of her girls, and she says that she wants to get to the bottom of the auntie situation because now, now that she's had oh, sex, mm-hmm. now she needs answers. Ray wonders why she has never met the auntie, and Renika is now realizing that he's been lying the whole time. Ray and Renika then plot to figure out the truth. Renika calls in to check in with her daughters, and they ask her, what's up with the Sante? And Renika says she doesn't even know, but tells them to do their homework and get ready for school as she ends the conversation. She then meets with Ray to give her an update on the fact that she has been having a conversation with Auntie, who is telling Renika that she is Asante's girlfriend for two years. And if you recall, Renika has been with him for 18 months Mm -hmm. and she's the one who got him out, even though Renika points out, you know, she's the one who picked him up and spent three thousand, whereas Auntie only contributed around a thousand. Renika admits that, you know, she might have gotten played. Renika says that this is so beyond cheating, and now her and Ray are waiting to meet a private investigator so they can get to the bottom of all of it. Ray says that they all have the information they need, but if more information is what helps Renika get closure, then she supports that. Renika then floats the idea of getting her money back, Mm -hmm. uh, which may put a warrant out for Asante's arrest. They meet KC, who is a private investigator. KC says that Asante's number is suspicious and could possibly be associated with the burner phone. Renika gives KC the number of the auntie, who he says is a 44-year-old female, who Renika starts calling a Kuga. She calls her Ante and a Kuga. How old is Asante? Asante and Renika are both about the same age. They're like in their... Uh, Early thirties, early early thirties, yes. Okay, yeah. So I'm trying to decide whether like that whether that counts as twelve-ish years older. Whether that qualifies as cougar yet? I'm, I'm uh, not. I'm not sure that that does. <laughs> I think they call that officially, unofficially, a puma. A puma is like a step. <laughs> you know, it's like a step below there's a cougar. A, there's an age difference, but not as big of a difference as cougar. So call right. those pumas. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, then the PI calls Auntie directly because when he asks, oh, do you want me to call uh, the Sonesta that they're staying at or Auntie? And she goes, Auntie. <laughs> so, all right. So what do you think of this? Do you think Renika is learning her lesson? What does she want with this information? Because as Ray points out, it's pretty obvious he's lied to her. Like, what more information do you really need right now? Uh <sighs> I don't know. Is she at the point now where she's like, well, let me see if I can get, you know, auntie to drop him too. And then he'll have nobody like kind of a revenge type oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Vengeance. Oh, sure. Vengeance. Like, oh, I want her. I want to make sure she knows so we she can get drunk, which she probably already does. Like this auntie yeah. is like, hey, she literally sent Renika money. Like she wasn't like, who is this Renika girl? Like she already knew her. Like she knows what she knows what's going on. Right. Even though Renika did not. Um, so – it's either that or, you know, I think there is there is the outside thing of I want my money back. Like I paid $3,000 and he's going to be like, 
And you had three or four hours worth of naked time for that. That's what we got. There you oh, go. God. Before I left. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I was looking it up or trying to look up if you could do that, because it just kind of seems like tough shit. You put your money up like too bad, you know, um, because you would lose that money if, you know, uh, if you just skipped bail or right. something like if that. Asante right. just mm-hmm. like skipped out, never made his court appearances. She's not getting that money back anyway. So to me, it's like I can't even believe that you could just get your money back because it then I feel like well, who is paying for the resources of having to get him arrested again? You know, right. like who's paying the bounty hunter or, you know, just to have another warrant out for someone's arrest and just like accept the fact that he's just like out and about free. It just seems like really odd. Apparently, I was not the only one looking this up because, you know, when you do the Google search and it's like the suggested search. Yes, the autocompletes. Like, uh-huh. Right. So definitely autocompleting for uh, Kentucky, although I think they're in Atlanta, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're in Georgia. It? Right. Yeah, they're in mm-hmm. Georgia. So uh, but what I kind of but found. Wait, it- I think she might have had to drive to Kentucky to get him out. And then drive back down. Maybe. I don't know. But she's living in Georgia. I can't remember that. Or she was from Kentucky at first. She was from Kentucky at first. Okay. Which is maybe what people in the mass were like looking up because they weren't sure. Uh, But anyway, so uh, but it sounds like in some states you can do that, which I just thought was really interesting because it just seems like especially this cannot be the first time that this has happened. In fact, I would almost venture to say that this is probably a common thing, not specifically this cheating, having an extra side girlfriend or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a situation where the person who bails you out you pissed off and now they can hold like going back to prison over your head. That just doesn't seem like a good system. Yeah. But I think it, I think it definitely has to do with this particular situation. Not like, Oh yeah, well I bailed you out. So whenever I want to put you back in jail, all I got to do is say the word and you're back in jail. I don't think it works like that. I think it works in this situation where he clearly defrauded her. Like, You know, completely lied to her about what he was about, completely lied to her about what his intentions are, had another woman the entire time Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you can be like, he like lied to me for money. Right. And so you can get you can put a warrant out for that in the same way you can put a warrant out for somebody who, you know, defrauds an old person and says, oh, buy a bunch of Apple gift cards and then I'll give you your security system back in the thing. Like that's illegal, too. Like (laughs) it's it's more or less flim flam. Like, really? Mm-hmm. And he just used his words to get money out of me. Like he he lied to me to get money out of me. So I could see that on that too. But this seems a little more tenuous of a case. Seems like a harder case to make than, right. than that. You could be like, I intended to live with her. And then she was a crazy bitch and I moved out. Like I left out right. for my safety because she threatened to hurt me. And like, like you could say that and be like, oh, well, that's a different story. So I'm, I am curious about what the actual – legal thing is because I'm just pulling all this out of my ass. I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea what the laws are. Right, um, right. But it does seem like you're not getting the money back. Like, Yeah, no. it doesn't seem like you're getting the money back. It just seems like a system that allows you to kind of like revoke your bond. It just Yeah, take back. I take take backs on the bond. Take backs. Yes. <laughs> like that just seems like a bad idea because then it's like, I don't know, it's almost like this weird like indebted and then it's like someone could really hold that over your head. Yeah. Like you're oh, going back sure to could. prison. I'm sending you back to prison. Yeah, Whereas all I gotta yeah, all I gotta do is say whatever and take my bond back. Take say right. back seize on my bond and now it's, right. now it's done. 
Whereas getting someone out of prison is more of a positive experience, you know? <laughs> right. Although I, I was confused. I was very confused by like the text message. We got screenshots of the text messages that she was mm-hmm. sending back and forth to auntie. And it's like they were confusing because they were like, oh, he was sending my money to other women? And yeah. it's like, was he? Like, or I guess I guess he was. I guess now that I'm saying it. So I thought aunt, auntie had sent like the 1400 or whatever her share of the bond was yeah. directly to Renika. But it sounds like she sent it to him. Like he lied to her and said, oh, I just need a thousand dollars and I'll get out. And then she sent him that and then he sent that to Renika so she could pay the full yeah. bond. It's mm-hmm. like, it just is a whole, everything is just overly complicated. Like it, it's, it, it, she should have known that since that anything wasn't adding up, right? You're like, this doesn't make sense. Why would I do that? Why am I getting 400 from another person and doing this? What is going on here? This is right. Weird. Well, she didn't care. I mean, no, she, she just was, didn't she was, care. She knew Auntie before she even had sex with Asante. She knew about Auntie. She didn't care. She was just like, I just trying to get some. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out later. But it's like, that's her bad because to me, if someone were to, you know, make me out to be a fool, it would be like having sex with that person would make me feel even worse about the situation. But no, she seemed to think like getting some would make her feel better about the situation because well, at mean, least she got something out of it. Yes. I mean, I have to I have to imagine that there were a million different ways for her to get some <laughs> to to be able to get some and never see that guy again was always yeah. an option available to her the entire right. time she was waiting always there all 18 months that was an option you had for somebody right yeah and so yeah to go like to do this to be like yeah you're so the fact that she like waited so long to do it because she wanted it to mean something i uh, uh, evidently but then when it was there just be like nope nope just horny, got to have it happen. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And yeah, now it's like, I mean, unless she thought she was going to, you know, be so great and they were going to have sex and that was going to be like, oh, forget auntie. It's all about you now. But obviously not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> all right. Moving along. Let's uh, let's go to Sheree and Anthony. So that's our new people we met last week. So Sheree starts off <sighs> – Doing like a TikTok. It's not really a TikTok because it definitely wasn't TikTok's interface, but it's some sort of dance video that her and her son are going to send to Aunt's phone. So the son says, like, makes a note of putting out that when he sends it to Aunt's phone, that it says pops on the phone. So um, he, he, the son is named Richie, is going to Uncle Debo's house because Sheree is going to need some time alone with Aunt when he gets out of prison and back. So she tells us that the last boyfriend she's had is Richie's father, whose name's Richard. And they've been broken up since Richie was about six months old. And it seemed like Richie was like, I don't know, what, like 11, 12, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So anyway, Richard is still in the picture though. So Richie hopes that – Richie is hope they – she's asking him about what about your new stepdad. And he hopes that his father and Anthony, his his stepdad can meet and they end up having a good relationship. So – she really kind of throws out, well, we're going to be having a big, like, you know, welcome home release party for Ant, and maybe your dad would want to come to that. Richie is not really sure about that, though, because he kind of wants that party to be drama free. And maybe my dad, my stepdad, just like meeting each other at the party mm-hmm. might lead to some friction. 
So when I, we see Ant's perspective, and he says that he considers Richie to be his son, but he also thinks that Richard should do some more. So he wants to have a sit down and a man to man with him about that. So kind of that seems to get validated Richie's idea of like, I feel like they might get into a confrontation at the party. <laughs> so anyway, on the day of or before the release, I wasn't sure what it was. Sheree has like this whole big schedule of, of events like lined up about getting ready. Um, so she says that she's going to use her HR manager skills to come up with a plan and get have uh, get Ant a job ASAP. And she's confident that he'll be more successful in life with someone like her basically riding his ass all the time. <laughs> so on the road, she calls her friend Sunny to kind of talk things out out loud. And, you know, one of the things she's kind of thinking of, she's like, it's all so real now. Like, I didn't think about this. How is this guy going to deal with my snoring? Like, she's oh, like, heard my snoring. It's ridiculous. I don't know how he's going to do it. So anyway, soon she gets to the drop-off area to start her wait where – you know, it's always that drop-off area they go to. It's always like a gravel dirt road or driveway. So maybe the, you know, giant stilettos were not the best choice for that driveway. Um, but anyway, she, it doesn't seem like she, as opposed to other people today, doesn't have to wait that long before the minivan pulls up and the door starts to open. And that's that's kind of where we cut off. Um, so I don't know. This one to me is giving me kind of like I feel like we've only seen this one other time where it's like, the kid's real dad is, is you know, around but not great. And that was when we had Brittany Marcelino do it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that was an interesting turn for the worse because Brittany's, the baby daddy, started off being really great. And then mm -hmm. it was very clear that there was some drug addiction situation that happened. Right. You know, after Brittany had been out for a couple of years, I want to say. And so, I mean... Brittany got full custody, and then it was just a very bizarre relationship between her and I want to say his name was like Tito or something like that. That that's that that might be right. I, that sounds yeah. right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah. Usually, I would say, if anything, uh, we usually don't see much of the kids, or at least the the other parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not unless there's some sort of like you know, thruple situation going on where it's like oh gosh, they're trying to yeah. get back together with each other and like over the, with the kids and everything. I mean, I, I don't think they would have mentioned it if it's, if it's not going to be a thing. Like, and I, I certainly wonder if whenever I hear kind of this, I always take everything with a grain of salt with like there's some sort of acrimonious X or something like that. It's a little bit like, yeah, you think you were told that he's not really around and not pulling his weight. And mm -hmm. <laughs> like you, Richard, from his perspective, might see things a little bit differently. And who's to say who's right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to meet them because it, it does kind of seem like this guy must be somewhat involved that you would even think to invite him to this party. Right. And you hope but, it's not some sort of like rubbing his face in it. To well, the party we too. already know that he's trying. She's trying to do that. Right. Cause she even <laughs> admitted in the last episode uh -huh. like she was she's like, oh, I'm being petty. I'm definitely being petty by inviting him because <laughs> she was saying that uh, Richard didn't think that he was ever going to get out. Right. But that was that was more. Yes, that's not some sort of lingering um, romantic involvement. That is definitely like the. Uh, Oh, you said it wasn't going to happen. So I'm going to make yeah. sure you're there to watch it. Like, and I will see it. Um, but I don't know. It's a, it's a tough, as much as she is talking it up, it's a tough situation for Richie. Yeah. Right. And like, it, it's definitely a lot. 
for before the guy is released from prison. And we don't know him. We don't, we haven't talked to Anthony at all yet. Um, you know, the kind of little like, you know, prison phone call things. Oh, you're consider him a son. But yeah, it's it's tough when the only thing we know about him and he is he's getting released from prison and she's saying things like, well, I'm sure he's going to be a great role model for my son. And it's like, mm, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, maybe yeah. he will be, but like. Mm, not at the moment. Not, not at on the moment. paper, at least. Come right. on now. Not on paper, for sure. Right, right. Okay. Uh, speaking of role models of some kind, parental figures, uh, I feel like a majority of this episode was really Andy and Brittany. So Brittany is excited to be out. She cannot wait to wash the prison smell off of her. The plan is for Brittany to get to the hotel and shower and get ready so they can get on the road so they can make her son's birthday party. Gracie, Brittany's oldest daughter, is already in a mood and Brittany picks up on it and asks her what's wrong. Gracie says that she's just tired and just needs to be left alone. Brittany tells her that she tried to prepare Gracie for what to expect. Brittany knows that Gracie is probably angry with her for everything she's gone through, and she'll need time. As soon as they get to the hotel, an excited Brittany gets the wild idea to jump in the pool with their clothes on. Andy follows her, and they steal a kiss and jump in the pool while the kids wait in the lobby. After, Brittany walks into the hotel room to find all the gifts Andy gave her. She loves the phone, and Andy tries to tell her he was intending to give her $1,200 in cash, but there was a fraud situation with his bank that only allowed him to give her $500 for now. Brittany doesn't seem to mind, and she's just so happy the lack of cash isn't even a thought. Andy then shows Brittany the cake he made, and she calls him precious. The cake does admittedly look a lot better than when we last saw it, but I'm going to say not by much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gracie knocks on the door and wants to talk to her mom. We get a portion of the conversation where Gracie is upset, and Brittany asks what she wants. Gracie says she just wants to be around her. Brittany says that Gracie is being selfish, and she's just ready. She's just trying to get ready so she can be with all of her children. Andy is busying himself around the room trying to ignore the conversation, but also asks production to respect their privacy. Gracie then asks Andy to leave the room. Gracie questions why Brittany called her selfish, and Gracie cries, saying she's just tired. Brittany then says she just wants to enjoy her freedom and wants to see the rest of the family. Brittany says that she loves Gracie, but she just wants to be there for Peyton and his birthday uh, because she's missed so many of them. Brittany says that uh, Gracie is the number one person in her life and she loves her and she loves how Gracie has been there and she appreciates everything she's done for the family. Because as it ends up, all, all the kids ended up in foster care at one point and Gracie really stepped up to act like a mother figure for them. Their father got them out of foster care and Brittany says she knows things are stressful and Gracie feels better getting a good cry out. Brittany reassures her one last time as they try to get on the road. Andy is getting worried that the conversation with Gracie and Brittany is going to make them late to Peyton's party. Andy leaves with Barry and Brittany leaves with Gracie and Gracie then asks when they're alone if the kids are going to get to meet Andy. Brittany comments on how late they are as Gracie uh, starts to speed and uh, making Brittany a little nervous as they both try to laugh it off. Andy says that after the birthday party, the plan was to go home to Rome, Georgia, and he was hoping that they would have a chance to be intimate. Brittany says that she knows Rome will be good for her, but her life is in Hartwell, and that will be difficult. She also thinks that there will be expectations from Andy since they will be living together. Brittany wants uh, to be home with her kids, but she knows it will take time to establish trust and a solid relationship with them. 
Brittany gets uh, the birthday stuff from Andy, like unpacking the car, and then tells them, uh, Andy and Barry, to hang out there for a while because Andy isn't allowed to meet her kids just yet. Andy helps her bring in the gifts, but then awkwardly waits outside. He had no idea he wasn't going to be allowed in, and he's disappointed that they have to wait around until they're done. And he is trying to figure out if he did anything wrong, even though he is very clear he did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you agree with Brittany's um, like uh, decision to not let Andy meet the kids at this birthday party? Uh Yes, I think that that's a legitimate fine decision mm-hmm. that she should have let him known like two hours before when he wasn't driving there. Like, I don't know why you right. it, it. It's a fine decision. He'd be like, this is a lot. I'm getting out. I'm seeing my kids. Also mm-hmm. meeting my my boyfriend, you know, fiance, whatever we're going to call it, whatever it is. That's too much. Like, so yeah. we'll put it up ahead in it for another day. Telling him that as he's trying to walk in and be like, no, you can't come in. Wait out here. That's bullshit. Like he drove – they were in separate cars. There was no need for him to drive there. Right. Like that. that's the part that got me about it. It was like what – did you not think ahead? Did you not like plan? This is a game time decision. Did he know it was a game time decision? Apparently not. I think it was a game time decision because, you know, Gracie asked her, are you going to let him meet the kids? And she didn't really say anything in the car. So to me, it didn't sound like she had decided one way or the other. And it was just kind of a – how do I feel or what the vibe is when I get there? And I don't know. And, and maybe that would have been OK if Andy knew that. Andy was surprised. Like, and he tried to play yeah. it off like he wasn't. But he was like, OK, I guess I'll just stand outside in the parking lot for a couple hours with Barry. And Barry's like, what are we doing? This is weird. Right, right. The whole situation was weird. Like, yeah, Gracie is not OK. Like, no, she has a lot of issues that are just like kind of boiling out. Like we've seen her before. And we're like, oh, she seems OK. She seems adjusted. She just wants to see her mom. But like this was like and I know it was a few, just a few hours out, but like toddler levels of clingy. Like, yeah. I just want to be next to you. She's like, can I take a shit? Like, please. Right. That's all I want. She And, you know, and also doing that toddler thing. And she's like, well, maybe I'm just so tired. And it's like, I told you to go take a nap. Like, right. Take a nap. Sleep yeah. in this bed. I don't care. Like and and so it and then you know that with they the way they edited her in with the like you just said oh they laughed it off her laugh was crazy she oh, had yeah. a crazy laugh oh sure <laughs> both of them yeah he was just like ha, ha. I'm like what is she doing oh my god so yeah like, it, it there's a lot of things going on there and it's just I I don't think this is gonna be kind of a smooth reunion they had advertised no and speaking of which we should probably also address the rumors (laughs) that are going around about uh andy because uh the last episode which was the season premiere he kind of glazed over the fact that there was a second wedding or a second marriage in there we all very were well aware of his first marriage because you know it's the mother of his children and he talked about uh you know she was a drug addict and things fell apart and then he was alone but it seems that andy uh mentioned in the last episode that he was married to someone else for a brief second and he didn't really elaborate much he just kind of said they went their separate ways yeah we just drifted apart we yeah yeah we grew apart or whatever yeah yeah. 
So apparently they're still married at this point <laughs> in the, you know, the season timeline. And uh, she, the ex-wife is, well, ex-wife now-ish because they finally filed for divorce pretty recently. Um, but she has come out as saying, like, we're married. He was cheating on me. Like, we, he was trying to date her. I had no idea who was going to be on the show. I had no da- idea he was dating anyone. And Mr. Renault I had talked about this, like, we kind of question the legitimacy of this wife's claims, because how did the kids all know about Britney? And how uh, is Britney supposed to be living with him if the wife is still living at home, too? So, yeah, we think I mean, maybe it, separation. Yeah, I think I, I my, my guess is they are separated. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was one of those. Uh, cause we've, we've talked about this before when you're, you know, dealing with middle-aged men and you're dating them, you mm-hmm. know, in the, um, the asking, making sure you ask the question of how divorced are you? Oh, right. Um, right. Comes up, right. Because there's a lot of guys who are like, oh, they're like just started to maybe talk about maybe we should right. get a divorce. And they're like, well, I'm going to see what's out there. Like I'm going to start yeah. getting around. Right. And then there's other people who are. You know, obviously the people who are fully divorced and everything's done and, you know, it's yeah. fine. But then there's other people who are like, oh, we have our court case next month or, you know, at least there's something set. But there's other people who are just like indefinitely separated and they're like, right. well, it's basically divorce. It's the same thing. And that is what I suspect they this they, these these two are at. Well, um, I'm thinking if the ex-wife, you know, and I'll continue to call it ex-wife is uh you know, protesting this, I would not even be surprised. And I think this is pretty common, too, where people are separated and one of the two thinks that, oh, we're not getting divorced because we're trying to work it out, even though no steps are really made in that direction. So she might have been under the impression like we're trying to work this out. But then that becomes a huge shock when you realize, oh, wow, I thought we were working things out and this person's been dating around. Yeah. I mean, there's it also could very well be, oh, well, wow, this person's dating. That's my chance to get more alimony out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Well, I mean, she's she has thrown Andy under the bus. She's, you know, according to her, has no alimony to get. Well, she says that's that also Andy true. Is Andy is broke. Andy doesn't have like a stable job. He's like hopped around from job to job like forever. And so, you well, know, I don't know how much too, she's getting. I also did not believe his bank fraud story. Oh, that's right. why I could only have 500 and I have to get the 700. He was broke. He only had 700. He only had $500. Like that's why he yeah. gave 500. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it seems unlikely. Also, this is the first we're hearing about it. It seems like if you're an ex cop that you at least have contacts. So you would know who to contact when bank fraud happened. <laughs> not to say that you can't be a victim, but you know, it's like, yeah, you, you should be able to figure this out. Like what to do next. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go on to other people who oof, just don't know what they're doing. So Melissa and Louie. So oh, gosh. Louie's mom, Donna, is waiting to get picked up by Melissa. Um, and she's putting on putting taking that super bitch hat and just putting it on to let Melissa know exactly how things are going to be. Melissa gets there late to pick a little bit late to pick her up because of school buses, she says, and they get on the road. So um, they're going to go like a little early, get a hotel room because it's three hours away before they pick up Louie. So it seems like Louie got sent back from the transitional center he was in back to regular prison for like the last 30 days. And eh, they kind of have a little bit of a disagreement about why that happened. Donna says it's because mm, 
Melissa went to visit him on the job site that one time last season. But Melissa doesn't think that was it. She thinks it's probably the cell phone that he had in there illegally that you gave him. So (laughs) they blame each other. So he's going to be paroling at first, at least at Donna's house, which makes Melissa worry that Donna is going to try to control every aspect of his life, including their relationship. So on the road, Melissa gets a call from her dad asking, and he's just like, let me talk to Donna. It's like, okay. So out on speakerphone, he tells her, stop giving Melissa such a hard time. Like they're kids. They need to make up their own minds. By the way, they're not kids. So anyway, um, and it's their parents. They need to stay out of it. So Donna doesn't like uh, that Melissa was talking shit about her to her dad. To dad, and then when we get to the hotel in an interview, Melissa talks a big game about. It. She's like, "I'm not going to let Donna stop me from doing things." <laughs> but then, like immediately, we switch back to Donna being like, "You're getting up at 4:30. We're going to be in the car at 4:30. Don't know later." So then, at 4:30 the next morning, Melissa is in her creepy cheerleader outfit, complete oh, with pom poms, to go get Louie. She says she doesn't really care what Donna thinks about this outfit that she's wearing because. Well, Donna's going to hate whatever she wears, so she might as well wear this. Donna, on the other hand, and her room is getting very emotional about seeing Louis again. She says that when someone has an addiction like Louis does, that that there's, you know, they're either going to end up at the end in the ground or in prison. And she's thankful that he ended up in prison. Anyway, she pulls herself together, together enough to go knock on Melissa's door and boss her around some more. So they get to the truck. Melissa just slams the suitcases into the bed of the truck and they're on their way. So Melissa asks if, you know, maybe at some point today after they pick him up and you have a reunion that they can get some alone time. Um, And Donna's like, well, you just need to step back. So that's how that's going to go. So they have more Mm -hmm. discussion about what the best thing is for Louis. um, And that comes up like, well, do you know how to handle a recovering drug addict? And she's like, no. But again, do we have any any evidence that Donna knows how to deal with that either? So both of them are worrying that he's going to relapse. And both of them seem to think that the other person is going to make that more likely. So they pull into a, the, into our favorite random neutral off-prison drop spot to begin to wait. Like everyone else, they have to wait like a few hours before he gets the he walks out. And he doesn't get dropped off. He walks out. He walks out with his traditional with the traditional trash bag full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he hugs mom first, then kisses Melissa, then hugs Donna again. So like Melissa says, it's always going to be one for her, two for Donna. So now we get now we get out, we get an interview with him and he says he's been using drugs basically his whole life and lists through all the different types of drugs he's taken, which is just basically a list of drugs you talk about when you're in like the D.A.R.E. program or something. So he ended up robbing a liquor store to support his heroin habit and he says that getting arrested basically saved his life. Back at the prison, Melissa does a whole cheerleading routine and Louis can't seem to wait to get back to a room with Melissa because it's been 10 years and Donna's like, you're not going to do that. And he's like, yeah, I think I am. Like, that, yeah, we're going to do some alone time today. Um, so anyway, that's that's where we leave off with them. So, okay. So the other thing too is when he got out, like Melissa was very much like, oh my God, he's just as hot as I remembered. And like, I feel like she's been talking him up as being super, super hot and super, super, you know, suave and attractive. And um, so I guess my question, first question is, does he measure up to what's been advertised? Uh, he's all right. I would say that he's not as bad as I thought he was going to be because okay. when Melissa said he only had five teeth left, I was like, oh, God. Right. I feel like he has more than five teeth. I think that was just I... an exaggeration. Did he have like fake ones in, though? Maybe, but that's fine. I mean, that's going to improve his situation. No, I, mean, I, I think the worst part is that clearly he, he, he's what he said. He's, he's, he's our age, right? He's like 41. Yeah. And, um, 
And so he definitely has the same haircut that everybody had when we were in high school. Oh, sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, he still has that haircut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see but I mean, at the same time, there are certainly other 40-year-olds that are in worse shape. To be, yeah. You know? Yeah, that are much as, rougher, At least sure. like, you know, it's the genetic aging thing, right? Like, and I'm not to say he doesn't look 40. He looks his age. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he doesn't look like a rough 40. I mean, other than the teeth. The teeth are like the biggest thing where you'd be like, wow, that he has had a rough life. Right. Right. And so sure. that's what I was kind of expecting more when I saw him. I was just like, oh, God, the teeth are going to be so I, bad. I had forgotten the five teeth and the dad with the denture stuff for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, how could you forget that? It's so traumatic. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it wasn't as bad as I thought. It wasn't as great as Melissa's making it out to sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so somewhere other, in between. And the other person, I don't, I don't understand Donna. And I don't either. In this I don't get it. Right? She literally wears something. She's like, I'm gonna wear her like a living hell. I'm a super bitch. I'm wearing the hat, and the dad is like. How about you lay off? She's like, I'm not even being mean. What is she even talking about? Why would she even yeah. tell you that I'm mean? Like, why would I? Like, you advertise yourself. You tell her every day, right. I'm going to ride your ass. I hate you. You're, I'm such a bitch. And then she's like, wow, this lady is kind of a bitch. She's like, how dare you call me a bitch? Like, what? that's yeah. what you've been doing the whole time. Yeah, I'm confused by it, too. Um, I, I think she's just trying to, like, low-key get Melissa out of the picture. Sure. You know, but she's not trying to, at the same time you know kind of paint this picture like she's the worst person because then no one's going to want to be around you you know especially louie you know it's like she still loves louie she's trying to get rid of melissa so she could have more time with louie right and well i mean and i do think that she's she does honestly believe that louie having a woman in his life a relationship a romantic relationship in his life is a bad choice for this moment and this moment is one that demands his full attention on recovering and like getting back, you know, whatever to whatever life Donna wanted from him. And that is everything else is just a distraction that's going to she's going to make him mad. She's going to get him frustrated and that's just going to make him use again. Okay, well, that's a very interesting question uh, that kind of had come up. Who do you think was to blame for Louie going back? Would you think it was Melissa for stopping by his work or do you think it was Donna for giving him the phone? I think it was probably Donna for giving him the phone because the work thing happened a while ago and he went back for like 30 days. Yeah. Right? Like it was more than 30 days ago when he when she snuck out at work. So like – I but the phone has been in there and she's – and Donna – but that's the other thing too is Donna just refuses – to acknowledge she could have any culpability in anything, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you made a mistake, Donna. No, that couldn't have been the, it couldn't have been the phone. They don't even check for phones. It's, everybody has one anyway. So it must have been you. It must have been you. Like, that's not going to help. Like, that's not the kind of help that he, that I think he needs when he comes out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, let's talk about, oh, Chelsea and Mikey, who are barely in it. Uh, and it was kind of heartbreaking. So we've seen Chelsea before. She was on uh, Love During Lockup. Um, remember, Chelsea is uh, deaf. And Mikey was someone who I guess we found out in this episode has had uh, he's losing his hearing. And mm-hmm. so he's uh, but he started learning sign language for Chelsea, which she thought was really endearing. So we meet Chelsea again, who is on her way to Kentucky for Mikey's release. She's going to be there for seven days, so she estimates she'll need eight outfits and ten pairs of shoes. Chelsea is planning on seeing her mom on the way. She talks about her rocky relationship with her mom in the past, but 
She's become much closer to her mom after she was butting heads with her dad, who we did meet on Love during lockup, over going to Kentucky for Mikey and dating a convict in general. He was very disapproving. Her mom had become her best friend, and she would see her every day. Chelsea's mom actually passed away recently, so when uh, Chelsea says that she's planning on seeing her mom, she means visit her at her grave. She had had health problems for two years. Chelsea misses her mom so much, and she still texts her phone and gives her updates on Mikey. Uh, Mikey's all, all right, has really been there for Chelsea after her mom passed, and then six weeks later, his mom passed as well. The tragedies has really brought them together, and they've supported each other through their grief. So that's how we really saw this episode. Yeah, it was um, very short. It, yeah, it was very short. It's very tragic that the two of them, like, you know, had both their moms. And, I mean, you know, it is good to kind of have that shared, like, grief because you can really understand and kind of, like, be strong for each other. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but overall, really, like, n no real comments, just factual things that happened, right? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's like, it is an interesting wrinkle that he's, like, losing his hearing. Right, because um, that we did not hear about before. Right, right. And she's, like, low-key excited about it because she's like, I've only ever dated hearing people before. Like yeah. that's gonna be a whole that's gonna be a whole new uh, whole new thing. Um, yeah, I think we kind of got like the, the maybe what the incident was. So do you remember on Love During Lockup the last time they were on, he, Mikey randomly had like a seizure or an aneurysm or oh, something, right, 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 because he mm -hmm. got hit in the head playing like softball or something, and they completely ignored the fact that he said he wasn't feeling well. And mm -hmm. then ended up in the hospital and was like MIA and Chelsea hadn't heard from him in like days. And they were trying to get that lawyer. Remember, that's when she had gone and visited his mom and they were trying to hire a lawyer to, you know, get him the proper health care uh, in prison. And so that ended up being a whole thing. But I'm wondering if that is a result of this crazy accident that he had had. I don't. I don't I think they may be related, but I don't know if it's a cause and effect thing because mm -hmm. it sounds like he was already he already had a hearing aid before this incident. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, and so whatever it was was just like more degenerative. And I don't think he even like kind of realized it. It's like it's like one of those things like when you have bad eyesight. Yeah. And you don't know you have bad eyesight until you put something until you get your glasses or do something. You're like, oh right. wow, this is what it looks like for everybody else. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and that same thing, like when your hear hearing slowly goes away, I don't know that you notice it, it, it like yeah. right away. And it wasn't until he, they said, what, until he took out his hearing aid that he was like, oh my God, I can't hear anything. Like, what? right. And so that's, that's different. But yeah, it was hopefully just got the heavy stuff out of the way, like on this one. And then we can get some yeah, more stuff. Because I think our impression of Chelsea and Mikey from the first time was, we were kind of like, Chelsea, you've got kids. Like, what are you doing? Um, and we hadn't really met Mikey hardly at all. And then we were very suspicious about everything that's going down. And then it did seem like a weird chasing dick situation where you're just like, oh, come on now. You know, you got kids. Like, right. what are you doing? But, but she's overall, throwing water on that because she's like, it's, I, I plan on waiting four to six months. Yeah. Yeah. Which but is I like mean, a weirdly specific timeline when you haven't actually met each other like in person yet. Right. Yeah. But I think overall we liked them enough, but mm -hmm. it was just, yeah, 
the chasing dick thing, I think, is always something that we always are like, eh. Or, ma- or maybe maybe it's just like that. Maybe she's like, oh, I, I kind of came out like off like last season, like I was chasing dick. So maybe this time I'll just make it clear that that's not what I'm doing. Like there will yeah. be no dick. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. She did mention that, you know, yeah, Mikey doesn't saying. know it yet, but yeah. she's not going to uh, put out. out for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, right. All right. So All right. that was so- everybody. We didn't hear from Brittany and Kirok. Um, yeah. And then we mm-hmm. still do have one more couple, I think, that we have uh, we got we have to meet. All right. So uh, out of the group you saw this week, who was your student of the week? Um, I mean, I, I, I guess I'll just say Chelsea. She wasn't in it much. Felt bad for her, like losing a parent and everything. So I don't know. Why not? <laughs> Well, I'll go with Mikey then. You know, the <laughs> fact that he was there for her even before his mom passed away because, you know. Sure. He, it wasn't like they got each other like, he, oh, I'll do this right. because I need help too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go with Mikey. All right. Uh, what about your dunce? Um, I'm actually going to go with Brittany. Um, I thought that she did not re- – like, I, I can see why there's a rift between her and her kids. Like, it was literally the first day she got out. And she's yelling at her kid for being selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it just seems like she needs a little bit more understanding with the kid. Like that really did put me off in the wrong, the wrong way that it's like literally the first day was she, like I said, was, was Gracie being a lot? Yeah. But she's also your daughter and you should know that's kind of how she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and like you should have, that should have been anticipated and just being like, yeah, it's not a good look to like your daughter has been missing you since you've been in prison. And like within hours, you're like, oh, my God, you're just so selfish. I can't even believe like and you, even if it's not wrong, because it totally isn't wrong because she wanted to go see the rest of her children. Mm-hmm. It just I don't know. It just it, it put me off the way she kind of did that and the way she just like stiffed and like stiff armed yeah. Andy at the door and made him drive all the way across the state yeah. just to be like, yeah, you can't come in. Like, Yeah. How she treated Andy, I'll agree with, but I don't know if I super agree with like um, how she handled Gracie. I thought that, you know, it was clear that she was kind of frustrated about the situation. I thought that she really tried to, and you know, maybe the execution wasn't there, but she really tried to at least come across like for Gracie, you know, that she loved her. You mm-hmm. know, and was like, I am here for you, but you got to also understand there's like the the rest of the children. It's not just you. Yeah, you no. Know? And so. I, I think I think the biggest thing was throwing out like selfish. Like if you say, yeah. hey, this is the situation. I need to see all mm-hmm. of the kids. And then and that's that's all good. It's when you <laughs> throwing around throwing names like selfish and stuff around is is not helpful. Sure. Sure. Um, I went with Renika. I mean, big yeah. surprise, mm-hmm. but it's like. You know, I I just it is hard for me to have any type of sympathy for her when she has knowingly, at least in the last 24 hours, you know, of this timeline here, uh, known exactly what's happening or, you know, maybe not exactly, but knew that it was not all good. Right, she, right. She and she just, she just made yeah. the assumption that she was going to win the that battle, and it wasn't even right. a fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought her actions were pretty selfish too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? Um. So yeah, I had it, and then I was I I got up. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um. 
yeah, don't spend three thousand dollars on dick. I guess like that. You, <laughs> there's it's got to be something better you can do with well, your money than that. Well, I was just gonna say like uh, mine was like kind of for Asante. Like I, this is a life lesson, but I mean like uh, I guess it's a lesson, pretty common lesson, just in general. Don't bite the hand that feeds you, because. You know, well, he already obviously got fed. we see he got fed and then bit it. <laughs> oh, well, no, I'm not talking about that. Like uh-huh. I'm talking about, you know, now he's like crossing Renika. She's going to try to get him back in prison. Yeah, if she can. I don't think he thinks she can do that. I think he's right. like, what? I already got my meal. I got my I got here. Right. Paid me get out of jail. I got laid. Great. Thank yeah. you. Nothing yeah. else you have to offer me. Bye. <laughs> that confuses me, too. Like, is he just with Renika for the money or was it like really her because it sounds like based on what we've seen he's choosing auntie right right and then it's just like well then what's Renika's role in all of this so like, and that 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 if that's the case mm-hmm. then he's you know god rest his soul he's an off the charts villain he knew mm-hmm. she moved her kids from tennessee yeah for Kentucky, kids. he moved. She moved her kids down there, and he was like this entire time was like, "Yeah, I just want you to pay me, get out, and then I'll bone you." And yeah, we'll, I'm leaving. Like that's awful. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll we'll get the full story, I'm sure, soon. So, mm-hmm. all right. So we'll be back same time next week. So until then, all right. See everybody then. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>